Praise be Jesus Christ. Slava Jesus Christ. Peace be seen. So in the New Testament, the Jewish community meeting Jesus says that they are the sons of Abraham. And how does Jesus respond to that? In another text in the scripture, he says, Before Abraham I was. Name the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. So, different texts say that salvation came from the Jews. And it also says that uh, they were forerunners. We talk about the fathers in the Old Testament. And certainly they had their place in salvation history. But Jesus Christ in the New Testament displaces them. That doesn't mean their teachings were not valuable. It doesn't mean um, that uh, we can forget about them. Now, in our Byzantine Catholic Church, uh, we preach that the New Testament is the fulfillment of the Old Testament. That the prophecies and history that foretold the coming of Christ were fulfilled in Jesus Christ. And we do not ignore that the whole Bible is, as it's so given to us these days, is truly inspired word of God. One of the unfortunate things that happened when uh, the uh, Protestants in the 19th century started working on the Bible and form criticism and historic accuracy and things like that, uh, they started to bring discredit on the meaning of the Bible. We do not take our understanding of the Bible from those people. We take it from the way it was preached by the fathers, like, like John Chrysostom, Basil the Great. These people who were close to the Christ event and the growth of the New Testament. And our commentary on the scripture is contained in the liturgical text. So if you are very careful and you have the opportunity, especially if you go to Matins, there's a whole understanding of the Bible taught to you in that, and in the liturgical text. The source, it's interesting that the liturgy itself, the divine worship of the church, is sometimes looked upon as a ceremony. It's not an empty ceremony. It's a fill with the Holy Spirit and we perform it usually in the house of God. And as they uh, debunked the Old Testament and the New, they also debunked the sacramental liturgy, which contains the Holy Spirit. And so we have now the 
great apostasy, greater than anyone we've ever known before. Now let me tell you, my brothers and sisters, it's of the devil. Do not follow such talk. And don't go to those places where they teach such things. They think they're great scholars. But if you deny the content of the word of God, you're not a great scholar. You're a charlatan. The word of God became flesh in Jesus Christ. And when he came to earth, he taught us the meaning of the Old Testament in his very life. And prophecies like Isaiah absolutely, absolutely necessary to understand the New Testament. Absolutely. It tells us the Messiah is coming and what he'll accomplish. And of course, that's spelled out for us in our liturgical feast days and holidays. It has been a bit of a rough uh, week. I had another funeral. I was here 10 years before I had any funerals. And of course, we lost our beloved Rhonda, you know, take me a while to get over that. We also lost Peter, he was here, Lusty. He was here on Easter Sunday. He and his wife, and they, they looked up crying to me. And I knew them especially because years ago we had a um, mission in Walla Walla. Well, for various reasons, it did not continue. We won't go into that. But anyway, we're still here. And these people remember that, and they don't necessarily come up to the monastery, but they do occasionally. And uh, uh, Peter put in his will that he wanted a Byzantine funeral. He's very impressed with the liturgy of the Eastern Church. So I had that funeral this week. I had to have it downtown, because the family arranged that. They did not have the night Mitchell, as there's no provision for that in the funeral home. The funeral home was fine, very nice, but the singing wasn't so good because they have carpets everywhere, and it's hard to sing when all the carpets are around. But uh, anyway, it was nice to be with the family and the people. Some of these families we know from buying hay and things like that for our goats and things like that. And we're committing to make uh, our presence known to the community. And so uh, Peter's funeral was part of that. Why I say that is the church is community. It's always hard. It's only an emotional experience for me to have a funeral. A couple of things I know I have to do as a priest is take care of the sick and, of course, give them the anointing of the sick and take care of the dying and the dead. It's a holy and wholesome thing to pray toward the, to the dead. Afterwards, they had a reception and they told the life of Peter. Very interesting. But anyway, I'm bringing that up because if we can't forget the past. We can't forget the Old Testament. Every once in a while, they meet a Christian. We're making quotations here. 
He says they don't read the Old Testament. Well, I don't understand how you can understand the New Testament and, and you don't know the Old Testament and the prophecies. Now, Abraham is mentioned because he's considered the father of the Jewish nation, the foundation of the 12 tribes. And he was father to Isaac or something like that. And Jacob that came out of that. And eventually, after the exile, the 12 tribes will appear. And all that's very important. It's always mentioned in the liturgical texts for different things. But some things we never really uh, understand unless we can understand those liturgical texts as a commentary on scripture. So I almost had my first fist fight in a hospital a year or so ago. I was going to get a blood a lab test and there was this lady and she brought this lady who was probably very ill in a wheelchair, and she was coming in for the lab test, too. I'm standing there, and she reminds me about the Catholic Church. I don't like that. She told me the Catholics don't read the Bible, and uh, other such, such and I was getting a little hotter to the collar, and how bad Catholics were. I says, well, I'm a Catholic priest. I said to her, I don't exactly remember, so I was so upset with it. I said, why are you maligning the Catholic Church when the very building you're standing in was built by Catholics? This hospital. Don't they do anything good? Well, it's getting very hot. So the nurse came out and grabbed me by the shoulder and took me back behind where the, you know, where they, and they did my lab test and my x-ray in private. I should not have got upset with her, but I was already in distress to having had my physical and all that. But I can't understand why people don't understand Catholics. We're God, we are the new Israel. We are the, the inheritance of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And from their seed came Jesus Christ, who is our Savior and God. Jesus Christ himself had a hard time teaching them that. But we know that, especially when we hear it during these feast days around Christmas, the readings and such as that. Don't cut yourself short. You are a Catholic. The church founded by Jesus Christ, not some reformer or some, some preacher who can't, doesn't know the truth anyway and leads people astray, especially in moral questions. I feel, you know, the Holy Father, I love him very dearly, but he's trying to weaken on the magisterium's teaching and morality. Because the Germans and all these people are giving him a hard time. He should not do that. Jesus Christ came to save us. He saves us by baptism, chrismation, and Eucharist, and bringing us to the church where we preach the gospel. 
And the gospel is the way of life that comes to us. We should be exemplary people for those who see us and not just hiding out. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob were keepers of the law. And we are the keepers of the will of Jesus Christ, which did not negate that law. So we should not have a superiority complex about that. The gospel today, Jesus is saying that. He knew Abraham was very well. And he knew very well that he was the fulfillment of the law. He says, I am the film of the Lord and the prophets. Now, another thing that we should be careful with is about what people say to us about the sacraments. I don't think in the past 40 years that the Catholic Church has been concentrating on sacramental theology. It had a lot of problems. They had World War One, World War Two, the migration of people in the United States, had many, many things to deal with. And sometimes it assumed that we should know these things. We should know the sacraments and where they come from and what they mean. But a lot of times that was not handed down properly. Why? But so many Catholics are not practicing. I don't think they're not practicing because they've completely lost their faith. I think that they're sort of frightened. And sometimes they do not uh, feel competent to elucidate the faith. So now we have to make this opportunity to reteach the catechism, to maybe nuance it, because we know so much more than we used to know. Why? Because of biblical research and digs and finds that they had in the Near East. They're finding ancient churches with the Muslims either destroy or bury. They cannot bury the word of Christ. They're not our friends. That's just it's a shame they're not our friends, but they're not our friends. Because we like to like all our neighbors. But in the Near East, they destroy the, the, the evidence of Christianity in these architectural digs. You should not do that. When I went to Europe some time ago, I went to Košice, which is a Eastern Europe. It's almost a, a Ukraine. And uh, a church tower there, there were stones on the tower, big flat stones, like slates or something. And it was written in something that pre-existed before Cyril Methodius got there was Slavonic. But on those slates, as best I could figure out what it was, and I finally had to ask somebody, were the, in, the records of the early missionaries that came to Eastern Europe. 
all those things must be preserved as best we can do that and not destroyed by the people of the house of Satan, I call it. This is none other than the house of God. In this house, there lays the holy table. On the holy table, there is Jesus Christ with the Father and the Son. This is the holy place. Every place we put another church is a holy place. Place where people can come and pray and realize their destiny. This week, another funeral, difficult, but he's gotten, he's received his destiny. One of the things about uh, Peter was he had great devotion to the Mother of God. And there was a beautiful statue. It probably was his personal statue in the in the St. Patrick's Church down there. And uh, I liked the church, especially because it was very clean. Absolutely clean. And uh, it's a beautiful statue. It had doves on it and things like that that we learn about. Like when they bring the statue of Our Lady to Rome, many times doves will follow it. Things you don't know. And uh, his apostle as a Christian, as a Catholic, was to spread the message of Fatima. He would show up in Seattle with a statue of Fatima and he asked me to bless it, and of course I was willing to bless it. I said, well, he says, well, I'm starting another little program. He did this a few times. He was, they didn't mention this much, his, his brother talked about it. He was an apostle. Everybody's got to be an apostle. Everybody's got in the Catholic churches. Let the people know who we are. The inheritors of the whole full revelation of the divine text, and the fathers. Especially that God dwells amongst us. It's not a book, they say in Slavonic. God is with us. And that's the day that this gospel is Jesus' message when he's talking to the Jews. What he's trying to say to them is God is with us. Name the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen.